You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of braiding and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course live. Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. BDE with the brunch for one last time. Yes. One last ride. Last time at 1pm on a Thursday, we will be moving to 10.15 on a Wednesday moving forwards. Yes. everything changes. Yes, it's takeover season. And we're taking a little break from WrestleMania. Give me the green light, but we're gonna we're gonna stick with the AE Dubs because we love we love all wrestling, all wrestling. But yeah, Wednesday nights we'll be doing BD Elite live after AEW airs, recording on the Twitch and then the pod here on this very feed. So NXT pods, AEW pods, but it's all the wrestling this week because if WWE booking a full night, full night, full like week and a half of straight content. Of course, AEW's got to have a show in there. Of course, there's spring break. Of course, there's all the oh, absolutely. other stuff. So much going on. Let's quickly run down everything we've got this week. Obviously, we've got our night one takeover stand and deliver review is out already, along with John Cena's shot in the dark on this very feed. We'll be back tonight with night two of Stand and Deliver, where we'll also be taking your calls. So if you are a patron, uh, Cruiserweight, North American, or World Champion, we will send you a Zoom link so you can give your thoughts on both nights of TakeOver tonight. And then tomorrow on Patreon.com slash UpNext, we will be doing the best WrestleMania show stealers ever, which is going to be released. And then come join the Twitch room again, 6.30 p.m., 
You'll be joined by Mike Hogan, John Ceno, talking all about movies, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then stay on for WrestleMania SmackDown. They'll be doing a live watch along. And then the main event. This weekend, we have the tailgate for all our patrons, 3pm on Saturday, going into a watch along of WrestleMania 37, night one, live from Raymond James Stadium. The, the event, not us, unfortunately. And then night. We're live from the BDE. We're live from the BDE. Damn it. And then Sunday, night two, join us for the watch long and a post show live on Twitch, audio to be released to all our patrons. Busy week. It's Oof. WrestleMania week. Oof. But yeah, let's have a little breather and a wow. little divergence and talk about AEW. I thought you were going to say, let's talk about the summer day it is today. Oh, here it's in beautiful. Yeah. And we're stuck inside on Twitch. It keeps saying it's going to rain. So I, I'm like not preparing to do much. And then I go out and it's gorgeous. Best day of my life. <laughs> Me and you were talking about this whole week about how like hopefully we could you know, have an event outside, mm. have maybe, you know, social distant friends sit and watch WrestleMania outside. One last hurrah here at the BDE before we move in May. And we were like, oh, it's supposed to rain all, day, all all week. So we were just like planning on getting takeout last night. And then all of a sudden, it's it's like, no, it's gorgeous. So we did a last minute turn into a barbecue. BDQ. Yeah, which is crazy. So we 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 really are just enjoying this this great summer weather until uh you know it gets cold again or something but maybe maybe there's more barbecuing this weekend before mm. uh before the, the it would be nice it was a bit my tummy's been a bit wobbly because i've been mainly i've been eating meat here and there yeah. i've been mainly veggie since oh, okay. december right and it was a lot of meat yesterday yeah we had a yeah, lot of meat it, it kind of shocked the system uh-oh, uh-oh. grimes grimes the system, the system. <laughs> yeah 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 uh it's it's been like this lockdown here in Toronto, we're still stuck in this thing. And Doug Ford, our premier of Ontario, that means nothing to so many Americans. Mm. Um, the second in command, I guess, for us here. He's basically just, uh, he's just smoking some crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, that's the other To, part, to be sorry. honest, it's, we're now at a stay at home order. I kind of thought we were already. Like, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's getting really stupid. I was chatting to a friend of, up next and post wrestling, Mike Murray earlier, who's yeah. who obviously works at the bookstore with WH. He's getting really frustrated as well. It's chatting to the barista this morning. Mm-hmm. She's getting frustrated. Everyone's getting frustrated. It's uh, but at least we got wrestling, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got so much wrestling. You mentioned the Patreon show. We're doing WrestleMania show stealers. We've done a best match ever where we talked about WrestleMania openers mm. from all the years, and we picked the best ones and then picked. Decided what the best one from that was. Then we did a best match ever WrestleMania main events, and that was crazy. Now we're doing show stealers. So we're going through different eras and kind of cherry picking. This is probably going to be essentially part one of something we do down the line. I think this is something we'd like to do every year because there are so many great show stealers. And we've we've had this show called Best Match Ever. So there are certain matches like TLC2 and Brett versus Austin. I feel we've talked about quite a lot in the past. So we're trying to find fresh matches. And the way we've done it is there have been 36 WrestleManias. 36 is wonderfully divisible by six. So we're picking one match from each block of mm-hmm. six to talk about. And then next year, we can kind of do the same thing and talk about the ones we've missed. Um, we're we're in this for the long game here at Up Next, so we don't want to burn through all these great matches right away. So Jericho, HBK, you might have to wait a little bit. This is basically a best match ever, HBK. It is because it is. We're doing Sean Razor, we're doing Sean Angle, and Sean Taker. 
And there were so many other Sean matches you could talk about. Yeah, people well. are already mad. I've seen some of the feedback. It's, people are like, why aren't you talking about this match and this match? Well, this is technically... It just shows he lives up to the name Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh, and then one day we'll pick all the the best matches from the mm. best matches ever shows and then make that a show it'll be like ultimate it. big brother where you put in the winners yeah, to sure. face the winners <laughs> yeah it'll be great uh so one one day we'll we'll get to that but we just did a worst match ever mm. wrestlemania being part of post wrestling podcast day which was such uh such fun to hang around and like stream to all the patrons over at the post wrestling patreon the cafe over there so that was a little treat as well. On this feed, if you missed that, go check it out. It's a sprint of a show. If you want to hear us try and get a show done in under an hour, which isn't called Was Next, yeah. like, yeah, that's the one. It, really fun show talking about we all flew these through, through terrible that. matches. We cover every single WrestleMania. Every single one. Yeah. It's true. We did. In an, under an hour. Yeah. Just like WrestleMania 19. That was actually quite good. And then you remind me about Nathan Lane. And was, I rewatched that match the other day. Nathan Lane match? It's Undertaker. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like well it becomes a handicap match right it's it's not good but it was better than i thought it would be i would go and say that i love that match it's not it's not as terrible on paper it looks terrible but the- i was like okay that isn't bad the spin kick's nice nathan jones spin yeah. kick. nathan jones not nathan lane yeah i was He's, gonna say nathan lane's Timon. a completely that's different Timon from the line nathan kick. lane's like birdcage nathan lane. yes that would yeah. be that would be really funny though if nathan <laughs> lane nathan lane and the undertaker <laughs> Can you imagine Nathan Lane lost the Undertaker streak for him? I mean, we've seen Frazier and Edge. Yeah. Technically in Money Plane. So there's different crossovers that we could have. Yeah, the producers too with Nathan Lane and Mark Calloway. <laughs> Love it. Okay. And Big Show is in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paul White. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew Broderick. You've got to take a, a back seat to Undertaker. Here. I love me some Matthew Broderick because uh, Ferris is like one of the greatest movies ever made. But you know, he like, there's like a weird story out there like that he like killed some people by accident. Yeah, who hasn't these days? <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to. Cancel, yeah, no, I, I have cancel culture is like fine, but Matthew Broderick, like, I think in an, a, a car, car, thing, car accident. Yeah. I, can, I know it's unfortunate, but it's just a strange. It's I was, weird. Listening to Tony Schiavone's show okay. with uh, Conrad Thompson, and Conrad Thompson brings up the fact that Scott Hall has killed a guy. Oh, and like before he was kind of like a major star in wrestling. Okay, and you hear this be complete news to Tony Schiavone, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> like knowing that he's been like probably oh my God. friends with this guy who's killed a guy for the last thirty what? years." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> really?" It's like, yeah, well, it was kind of an altercation out of a club and then this guy died and, like, you know, things happened. And Tony Schiavone's like, well, well, I mean, I, I've known I've known Scott's had these demons in the past. Jesus. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Wow. I haven't killed a guy. No. I, you know, it's not on not my... Not yet. <laughs> Those construction Those workers construction four houses workers. down, though. Yeah. They're pushing it. They're it's pushing definitely it. definitely Leslie's house, isn't it? Leslie's house? Yeah, the, the one on Facebook who got offended. Oh, right, yeah. David's getting beef in uh, yeah. local... Local Karens. Local Karens and Facebook groups. We're going to move neighborhoods and then we'll have to join different Facebook yeah, have groups. have to piss off some other yeah. neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was some other wrestling that, that happened this week. We made fun of the IWGP world title change, how Kota Bushi's mm. title looked like the Divas title. But, uh, then there's been a title change mm. over in New Japan. Uh, Will Ospreay defeating Kota Bushi, which I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a Will Ospreay fan and mm. I think he's finding this groove still. And they did the thing that they did with Jay White where it's like they gave it to him right away. And then they're probably going to realize that wasn't the best idea and then pull it back and then hope for... I, I don't... Yeah, stuff. I feel like it's not intended to be a long run. I feel it's just to give him a little rub and then you'll have someone 
capture it at one of these stadium shows. Because uh, I love Kota Ibushi, and I think they should have let him have quite a run because he just he just got it. So it's just kind of weird. It feels just like the Naito story yeah. to me. Naito didn't win the G1, somehow fi- found himself in this little tournament to win the title. And then pretty much because you've got the break of the pandemic, he pretty much drops it right away. And I feel the same with Ibushi here. Okay, he won the G1 but then lost the briefcase, still somehow found his way into the tournament, again, won it, and dropped it right away. I, I can't say I'm enjoying New Japan much at all no, at the moment. No, it's so and bad. I know that I, I didn't watch the match either. I might watch it eventually, but for me, uh, unlike John Pollock, I'm someone that spoilers do bother me. Mm. And especially especially a week like this, when we've got so much going on, knowing that match is probably going to be with entrances 40 minutes of my time. No interest. Like, I, I'm not going to bite on any near falls. I know who the winner is. Um, and I can't say I've heard a lot of buzz coming out of it that it's some show stealer of a match. Like, uh, I've seen these two wrestle before. I'm sure it's fine. No, it was really good. Uh, it was, you know what? The match itself was actually really good. I am a huge fan of Kota Bushi. I think Will Ospreay is becoming this next, like I mentioned, he's becoming this next level. He's not just doing the backflips and Spider-Man poses. Like, mm. he has everything with, like, authority, and he's adding new arsenal, and he's evolving, and I'm I'm loving that. Uh, but, but it seems, I like New Japan Pro Wrestling because... I like match quality. Like I mentioned, I can smoke a fat dude and watch AEW and NXT and there's some great wrestling and sometimes interesting storylines. But for me, when I, I like watching like a New Japan, like to, to, to chill, I love to see like a banger of a match mm-hmm. and like watch amazing matches. And we're talking about these best match ever WrestleManias from history and stuff. Those are so much fun to go back and watch. Like just good, pure wrestling and stuff sometimes. Because uh, we are talking about Rock and Hogan on that show. Mm. <laughs> Pure wrestling. Uh, but New Japan lately feels like they're just doing what WWE does. And I know that sounds funny, but first of all, they're like changing the titles for no reason, really. Why mm. did they change it to that title? It looks looks really bad. Then they do like the, the flippy flop booking and everything everything just seems seems very like not what they're used to. Like the guy who joined Will Ospreay's stable, his name's Aaron. Mm. I'm just like, all right, well, like, that's something WWE... I know he's got a last name, but, like, it's just like, okay, well, this is very WWE to just go, hey, here's this guy named Eric. Like, it's just, why can't they just... What was working for them was really working for them, especially in the past few years. And now it's like... But they, it, it's tired. It's It was working on them, but they were relying on the same people. Yeah, they shouldn't. And, and that's the thing. That's where... The fatigue in WWE came when it was like, oh, it's Randy versus Cena again. Yeah. And like, sure, I know Okada and Naito and Okada and Ibushi are going to have great matches, but I've I've seen them. So I, I kind of got the move last year with Evil. Like, I understood the idea behind doing it. It didn't work because Evil didn't step up. I think maybe this is a way of telling fans Osprey is... He's actually a main eventer now. Right. He's not a guy who puts on good matches. We're considering him a main the eventer. Start. They did the same with Jay White. And I, I think it's a way of freshening up that main event scene. But it just, it feels very heavy handed. It The, the attention doesn't seem to be there with the storytelling. No. Um, I think he's terrible in this character. I, I got to admit, um, maybe, maybe that comes from, 
being British, so the kind of culture difference isn't so huge. Like, I don't know, maybe a, like, the J- character's Japanese weird. fans and American fans like it. It feels budget to me. It feels like he's trying to be Ric Flair, but he's gone to the local Primark to p- pick up a suit. Like, it looks cheap. The stuff with B felt cheap. Um, I, I don't dislike the idea of a new stable. I think that's fresh. I think Bullet Club needs to die and we'll go on more about that tonight i'm over that i don't mind the idea of the stable i don't mind the idea of giving young lions who are kind of graduating like a toa hanare and a uh great okan a spotlight but i just think in execution it's been bad and i am someone that needs a little bit more from wrestling than just match quality i do like the the showmanship the storytelling as you mentioned rock hogan like, it's a match we put on our best match ever, and that is more than just the technical wrestling, and I do need a bit more. Maybe Osprey will find his feet. I just think it's a, a weird character at a weird time, uh, like, in the news and everything with Will Osprey. Yeah, um, I, I'm not saying I can just get over that, but, like, I'm not saying that, but... Yeah, I'm just watching the show as we mm. do. We we watch. There's a lot of people we're going to probably talk about this week mm. that we have issues oh, yeah. with. But Osprey's not on the top of that list for me. Um, not not saying I'm you know no yeah, me, you know me, what I mean. Me neither. I think we're on a similar page there. But also, it's when you're seeing Osprey kick a woman in the face, yes. like it's the you can't completely ignore right. the stories that have dominated the wrestling news in the last year. Like it's it's hard to to separate the two when it's so in your face. Like when Riddle was bringing up tweets and messages. Yeah, I hated promo. that. Made me sick. It's like, I'm kind of trying to kind of separate the two because you and I watch this anyway and I'm trying my best to just enjoy it. And I, it just feels icky to me. And I, I think that's one of many problems with New Japan right now for me. And I'm not watching it, to be yeah, honest. I no. can't say anything's really grabbing me. I, I, I wanted to check it out because I'm like, oh, it's Kota Ibushi and Will mm. Ospreay. I, I think both of these guys are great. And I, I, I really thought the match was good, but it, it got a little strange there with with the the character itself. Like I said, he's he's evolving. He's moving on. I don't really like the whole faction thing with him mm. personally, but whatever. And now it seems his, his lady has moved on to maybe... Uh, NXT, maybe yeah. there's some rumors rumbling around there, so maybe we'll talk about her in the near future. But I still think they did the same thing with Jay White, where they pulled that trigger, and I instantly was like checked out. I hated mm. it. I was like, come on, like how did he just beat Tanahashi right away? How did he do that when Tana beat Kenny for the title a few years ago? Mm. And then it took a long time for them to get. They just got Jay White back on my side from that main event this year with Kota Ibushi. Mm. They just got me, so they could have just had him chilling. But then you do the thing where Osprey can't beat Kota. He's beat him before. There's just don't go to that match for such a long time. It's I would say, for me, with the Jay White story, I find the title run did help his character evolve because he's he's got that calling card that he was a champion that he has beaten Tana he has beaten Okada in the past he racked up these wins against big people in like the G1 and stuff I I did feel it made him a bit more legitimate going into Wrestle Kingdom this year uh for me I wouldn't say the thing saying worked with evil um and I think the jury's out at the moment with Osprey yeah, I, I, like he's going to put on some great matches and he'll, sure, yeah. he'll continue. He'll go on to who knows, maybe one day he ends up in the Fed, you know, but uh, I, I, 
I thought I'd see a different evolution of this guy going forward. Like, the crowd loved him. Mm. The stuff he does is very babyface. So mm. It's just like he's definitely a star over there. Really loved Wrestle Kingdom, especially his match with Okada and especially mm. Kota versus Jay White. And now it feels like we're, and I know it's a pandemic era, but they're promoting big shows here. And this, the show is, hey, whoever wins, Osprey or Kota, the, the winner is the champ, goes on to face like Okada. It's like the champ isn't even the guy who's the guy waiting. It's, yeah, Ibushi doesn't even get a rematch. Yeah, it's like, wait, yeah. well, wouldn't it be the opposite? Wouldn't it be these guys fight to fight the champ yeah. at the pay-per-view? No, it's the champ's got to fight because Okada's above the title. Yeah. Like, even with the but money But that was the same. That was, <laughs> it felt backwards at uh, Wrestle Kingdom because Jay White wasn't champion. He was yeah. just the briefcase holder and weird. it's like, ah, I just get night. Yeah, I see Sino in the chats like, yeah, they got to fight Shingo first. Exactly. It yeah. shouldn't it be the other way around. Yeah. Shouldn't it be these guys fight? Let's just flip it every night. Let's have Osprey <laughs> drop to Shingo, Shingo yeah. drop to Okada, Okada <laughs> drops back to Ibushi. Be great, and we just restart the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, how many times do we have to see Osprey Shingo? It's like, oh, people love it. Let's do it again. Yeah. I, I think they, I think they could use. I, I think it's good. Shingo's moving up to that mix. I think they could do with another, like, Japanese star from another company. Yeah. I know it's not the the thing to do, but try and just throw a load of money at a Miyahara or something like that, and just get someone else in to the mix to really shake it up because. Uh, I do feel like I've been watching the same guys it's, for a while. It's very stale. It's very stale. I'll still, I, I like to cherry pick. Um, I like to see what pay-per-views they're announcing and see the matches. And then I kind of go through and, and, I, and if I get spoiled, I get spoiled. I try not to. Mm. But again, if it, if they announce something that I'm super interested in, then maybe I'll try to watch it right away and yeah. not get spoiled. But nothing right now is doing that. Like I just didn't care the other mm. day. I was like, ah, oh, I, I see the results are here from postwrestling.com. Mm. Huh. And I click it. So that was on me. But yeah. I still thought the match was good. But uh, overall, that's there's so much wrestling to be watching because the rest of the weekend it's it's going to go one or two ways. We we absolutely think it's dreadful, or we go, hey, that was pretty good. And I'm thinking WrestleMania, we're going to have thumbs up after both. I'm nights. I'm excited. Yeah, I, they do seem to be putting a lot into uh, this year. I th- I personally really like the cards. I like that they've moved away from like bringing in your undertakers and your triple h's and things like that and sure it might look underwhelming on paper but i think this is a it almost feels like a takeover to me like having the likes of a sammy and kevin owens on having a singles match having the likes of cesaro having a singles match i'll take that over an undertaker match personally i just don't know about the 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 logan paul thing his involvement yeah, it wasn't cool. He'll some get it. St- he'll get a stunner. Not not too cool. With some of the stuff he's done in his no. uh, his YouTube past. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's the spot where he gets the stunner from yeah. Owens. But still, I hope I hope there's not too much involvement because I just would. I'm the story should just be these two. It felt like that's where they were going because Sammy was doing all this conspiracy thing, and then Owens goes like challenges him to a match, and Sammy's cowering away. I kind of would have loved it if Owens just went, Sammy. Don't give a shit about your conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it, but it's you. It's me. We go back so far. That's all I need to say. We need to do it at WrestleMania. And Sammy can do his cowering thing and then be like, all right, Kevin, you're on. And they, they sort of half did that. And I was just, oh, just a couple more lines in there and could have been, look, it's you and me. We're fighting. We're destined to do this forever, as that shirt says they have. 
Let's yeah. do it at Can WrestleMania. I be honest? Look, I don't watch the, these shows because I've talked about it. I think they're really shit. And when I saw that this was the sh- this was a match, mm. I instantly went to Twitter thinking that that would be the program. Mm. I Literally, how stupid of me. They got me again. That I, I thought they were going to do something good. And then I see Logan Paul. I'm like, okay, well... Well, wait, because that's just... Can't you put Logan Paul with it Cesaro? Like it sounds like it's been a Sammy idea, I think. Good. Hey, him being interviewed. lots of eyes on the product. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think Sami Zayn's someone who's quite interesting because I think he's starting to uh, really put together what being a WWE wrestler is while still trying to marry it to kind of his indie past. Yeah. So I think he's kind of being quite clever with this like the, the pools, I had no idea who they were. Like, I don't subscribe to their YouTube channels yeah. and things. I had no idea who they were until these kind of boxing fights sure. were happening. And I know they're getting a lot of buzz. So, I, I if this was Sammy's idea, I think he's kind of smart to get that celebrity involvement. Sure, we'd like that classic match, and maybe yeah. they'll have it, but we've also seen them have a lot of classic a lot of matches. matches. So, if this actually puts more attention on it, I, I'm kind of for it, but. We'll see. I, I'm not the biggest on celebrity involvements, but sometimes they can be fun. It can be fun. And I, Sammy's been so entertaining that I think it could work. Oh, that that dance. Yeah. I will say his dance that he did. The, he's the been gif, great. He's very gifable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jiffable. Is that is that the actual? No. No? Way's wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, I'm going to get heat. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're super excited. Again, watch alongs for these as well and patrons tailgate night one of mania uh, i know something you're not interested in but they promoted on this show and that is godzilla versus king kong mm. and uh we we are doing a mortal Kombat review next week for the release of the new one oh out. yeah and i i i basically i knew that you would get more out of mortal Com- i'm not saying mortal Kombat's much better mm. but i knew that you would get more entertainment out of mortal Kombat than making you watch godzilla 98 with matthew broderick I've seen it. Matthew Broderick? Yeah, I've seen it yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, you're a big fan. It's fine. It's a big dinosaur <laughs> breaking buildings. Uh, so, so we didn't go back and do an old Godzilla, even though I, I know a few people were, uh, were requesting. But Godzilla versus King Kong, uh, I thought was so much fun. I was not a fan of the, the King of the Monsters one too much with the, the Stranger Things girl. Okay. She is again in this one as well. And they kind of tie things together with Skull Island and, and stuff. But, Watching like years and years of these kind of really terrible old school mm. Godzilla movies and King Kong battles and verses, the the graphics and effects in this movie are insane, dude. Nice. Like there's a fight in Hong Kong with all the lights and neon stuff and just insane. I this is what a movie that we we would want to go see in like an IMAX or something. And unfortunately, we're in like lockdown. It- it would have been if things are open. I, I'd have yeah. gone to see it. I have yeah. no interest watching it on my TV. Yeah, to be honest. like we um, went and saw Rampage a few years ago. Yeah, like I feel kind of big disaster special effects yeah. films are, are kind of made for the cinema. Yeah, I've, there's. I keep on saying, still haven't seen Godfather Part Two. I <laughs> sorry, I'm not really gonna be rushing to see Godzilla vs Kong. Oh. Nothing against it. Like yeah. maybe when if theaters open i'll go and see it but yeah i i really i really enjoyed it some like the they treated it like it was a two out of three falls match they had fight scenes throughout they got to fight throughout the movie right. okay there's tie-ins to like past so old fans kind of got the little things uh i i really liked it and it had a a run-in basically they're they're fighting but if you know the old stories there's there's always the fight but then 
they got to come together right. and be okay. a team because there's the the mega villain of Mecha Godzilla, which is the coolest motherfucking uh, monster in the whole universe, and he shows up in this movie, and I I, I very excited. So uh, I love this movie, and they talk about it on the show. They did a terrible job of promoting oh, it. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> you figure Godzilla is such a like worldwide thing. It's like the movies. Look, I love it. I love it because they they're they're really shit like the old ones. I think this is one of the better ones that had just come out, but the promotion for this is like felt really off. But I guess we will get into that match when we go into this show. But thumbs up for God's. I'm not saying it was the best movie uh, I've ever seen, but I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, but I guess that means we can get into some AEW from Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. And we start off with the inner circle who show up to the venue. All their like black cars behind them, their trucks, the, the fan- I don't know cars, but they're fancy. <laughs> they're nice cars. They're looking like the the baby face uh, return. It's like a motley crew here. They're all looking serious and badass and gangster. Jericho leading the charge into the the. They're back. The they're back and they're stronger than ever, and they want to get revenge. Yeah, so that's gonna happen. We start off with Hangman Page, who's starting the show. Going up against Max Caster of the Acclaimed. Acclaimed. And this guy basically makes some jokes while rapping about uh, you're going to slip up like Joe Biden going up the stairs. And ends on, you're a one-trick pony, so treat me like a breathalyzer. You can just, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't say that on TNT. Right. As his partner's interrupted. Shocking media. Did like the, the Biden line, though. Uh, but I feel like I'm so over this already. <laughs> I felt it about this show, to be honest. This whole show is my card it. early, but cards early, but yeah, yeah. Um, sure. It's like they they knew they were going up against NXT, so they're just like fuck it's, it. I know we do have some sort of a crowd here, but it is a hard gimmick to get over without a full crowd doing the like oh or laughing or whatever, you know, with these kind of rap gimmicks. I think some of his lines are good some weeks. But. It's his thing. Yeah. Uh, so these guys have a match. Hangman hits him with a boot and then a senton early on for a near fall. There's then the, like, Pascada crossbody to the outside. Page then sets him up on the barricade and clotheslines him off it. Very Stan Hansen-like here. Uh, the, the tag team partner, Bowens, has the boom box. And the ref here is just super blind. Um, not once, not twice, probably like four or five times. In this just match. in front of the ref. The just blatantly. Yeah. I, I complain about this. I feel like I complain about this a lot and it's just nitpicking nerdy things here, but the refs are always just like, huh, you're in the ring during this match. It's all right. It's, it's on the, I think it's more on the talent, right? To try and, because I can see if the ref sees it, like there being arguments backstage being like, come on, just let it, let it go. Like we have these spots planned, but no, I think you should try and be a bit, more sly about it and if you see the ref facing you don't don't do anything don't do it which is weird uh so they start to work the arm and hand of hangman uh but he comes back with a one-armed spine buster because the other arm's hurt but caster comes back superplex off the top the boombox is in again there's a then a chain punch to the face there's all these shenanigans that didn't really need to happen the mic drop um but still nothing however then hangman gets offense by hitting a moonsault to the outside onto Bowens then climbs back on the apron buckshot to caster and he pins him as he celebrates national beer day didn't think too much about this um 
to be honest. Ha- Hangman seems to open the show quite a lot. It seems to be they like to open with like Hangman or Jericho or Bucks, I find. And because he's a crowd favourite and gets people cheering. But there was this was so flat. There was no real story going into this, I thought. Um, the The stuff with Bowens, I don't mind a little bit of cheating, but it seemed a lot. And as you mentioned, the ref kind of saw it all. Um, it was a little sloppy at times as well. I didn't really think much of this at all. No, it was kind of... I feel like Hangman is put in this situation quite a few too many times, and it's just like it's it's just not hot. Maybe it's because we were are comparing it to like last night. People always compare the show, what's going on in each show. It's almost like, eh. yeah, not not everyone's gonna have a. Yeah. Um, you can't have on weekly TV a big meaningful match every single week. Sometimes you are just gonna have this these thrown together matches. But I didn't think it was necessarily the right choice to open the show because I didn't think this was too hot. Well, Hangman wins uh, and celebrates. We go to Tony Schiavone, who's now going to interview the Death Triangle. And they come out and they say, you're going to get it, Young Bucks, because we have our title shot. But they're interrupted because I hear the Pixies, which is still awesome. Orange Cassidy comes out and they say, it's really nice to see you in the ring again. And they say, we we don't forget about some history here. And then it shows... They kind of, I think, were supposed to throw to the clips, but the clips just start playing halfway through their promo. So then everyone just gets awkwardly quiet (laughs) as the camera stays on everyone with the screen. Yeah. Very weird, right? Sure. It was was (laughs) not normal. I can't say I really noticed. It it was not normal. Okay. Uh, Then it shows the clips of, like, Orange Cassidy getting kicked in the head from Ray Phoenix that one time. Yeah, because they debuted the... the, uh, Death Triangle taken out Best Friends on Orange Cassidy, but obviously right after the debut, Pack left. Right. So I quite like the idea of this. Um, I like that they remember their history, and I like that these two have uh, finally gotten over Kip and Miro, and they're like, wait, these guys that beat us up a year ago are going to get a title shot. That doesn't seem fair. So I, I quite like the idea of it. Yeah. Uh, very weird. But then they go, hey... The boys are back in town, says Chucky e. T, so we don't forget. And now we have an alien. So they basically challenge them to a match down mm. the line. Uh, so maybe if the the, the t- triangle wins some titles, the best friends are like, hey, we want a shot. But uh, continuing this feud. So the alien hangs out with the best friends. Yeah. I love it. So we go to Mike Tyson is here. And he's hanging out with Irvin Ur- Ur- Meyer, a football guy some sports man everyone someone's yelling at very us, right? famous yeah sorry know. guys i didn't know who pat mcafee was either so <laughs> i'm sorry uh but there's someone i do know because i watch way too much wrestling amber nova's in the crowd here i wonder if uh, she'll be wrestling for AEW down the line the inner circle come down to the ring and everyone's marking out to judas and then jericho does his best uh who's the guy from american idol the host ryan seacrest yeah okay after the break. <laughs> Classic. So we come back from break. But if you had the feed that we had, you got the like commercial thing where you can see what's going on. And Sammy Guevara is doing his classic Bob Dylan sign thing. Yeah. But the camera isn't showing it to the crowd. So you can hear Jericho like, you guys can't see it, can you? And they're like, no, boo. I assure you, it's very funny. He's like, it's really funny. And then they get, quickly get the camera on it and... It's basically like, hey, inner, uh, Pinnacle, you guys suck. And it, it wasn't, it actually wasn't that funny. There weren't, no, no, there were no funny. <laughs> I usually love it them. It seemed really long as well. Was, I know he's trying to do it for the whole break, but I'm like, oh. 
And then you hear Jericho, okay, we're coming back from breaking 30. Make it really loud so that we sound really popular. Sean in a circle for us. <laughs> I I know, like, he knew the cameras. He must know the cameras are on him. So, oh, yeah. Like, or audio, too, but very funny. Make, us, make it sound like we're popular. We come back and the inner circle are talking. Jericho's... Jericho starts by saying, we are back in black, baby. The beatdown of a lifetime from the pinnacle, but now we're back. Well, actually, he calls him the pineapple, as Sammy has to remind him that it's pinnacle. So he says that this was a wake-up call. Those stitches was a wake-up call. MJF, my jerk-off friend, which is a really weird nickname. Mm. He says it quite. He says my jerk-off friend quite a few times. He says, are you on dope? And he's not a smart man. Jericho says, I, I I wasn't smart in chemistry. No one was. And then tries to get everyone to like agree that no chemistry one... Chemistry sucks. No one's good at chemistry. Some people are. Mm. Yeah. Considering we do have chemists. Mm. I would hope that they're smart. I reckon there's some good chemists in wrestling as well, probably. Who do you... What, <laughs> what is that? Like, do you mean... Do you actually yeah, mean chemists? I reckon or? there were people that were good at chemistry. <laughs> Pro wrestlers? Someone like Britt Baker probably had to... Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I thought you meant like doctor's degree. I thought you meant like wrestlers in the Attitude Era were really good chemists. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. So Jericho says Drugs. that <laughs> Jericho says that MJF was ahead of us, but he's been doing this for a long time. MJF, you're only 25 years, and you want to be the goat now? Well, look at you. You you have that scarf. It's played out. It sucks. And I rocked the scarf years ago. So stop stealing my shit, man. I got a clipboard backstage if you want that too. Max, you're not as good as you think you are. You just believe your own hype. You're a Mark. We should stop saying the word Mark and start saying the word Max. He says, you're a Max for yourself. And then he starts going off on Tully Blanchard saying, you're not the smartest guy in wrestling. I'm like, don't you know that that's me? Everyone he calls is. him like the third best. Yeah, you weren't even the best. Like thir- you're the third best in the Four Horsemen. And then he says, FTR, you guys are interchangeable. I can't even tell which one is which. Who's the Dax? Who's the Axe? Who's the Smash? Who's the Axe? He, he goes <laughs> off on that, which is that that one really made me laugh. Uh, then he says, then there's Sean Spears, who <laughs> called him for advice years ago after getting fired from the WWE the first time. And well, he's not really good at decision making. Just like the decision to rock a blonde mohawk in 2021. <laughs> and then goes off on Wardlow. But he kind of messes up his lines. He says that he, he, you're a, a, thir- a million dollar brain in a 13 cent body. I think it was supposed to be the other way around. I think it was meant to be the other way. For me, it kind of worked because it just sounded like being sarcastic. Right. It's like, oh yeah, you look like shit, but at least you're smart, right? When you see this tank of a <laughs> right. man. Okay. It kind of worked for me Yeah. Um, either way. He's so dumb that he's got to strip naked to count to 21. Okay. Loved it. He then says that the inner circle are going to get even more revenge because you wish you never crossed us. So at May 5th, on May 5th, which I believe is a Wednesday night, blood and guts, inner circle, pinnacle. All right. So we're getting that blood and guts match we never They've got. announced it, yeah. It's official. Sorry for all of you holding out for that New Jersey show, I guess. Is it New Jersey or Newark? It... Yeah, Newark's New Sorry, Jersey. Sorry, yeah, my yeah. bad. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I-, I thought there were some funny lines here. I wonder if it's... I kind of feel, again, and I felt this with the attack last week, um, I think it's maybe too early to be completely burying 
the pinnacle like this. I know this is just a promo. I found the promo very entertaining, but it was almost like, you know, the Rock's promos when he talks about legit flaws people have, like bringing up how FTR, it's like, yeah, no one knows which one's which. Bring up Sean Spears. It's like, yeah, we keep on tell- being told about your potential. We never see it. And you look dumb with your blonde mohawk. Um, I kind of feel the pinnacle haven't been impressive at all since that opening week where they formed. I thought their their match against, was it Varsity Blondes? was yeah. very, like, they should have just squashed them. They've already been beaten up and swirlied, and now they're just getting the absolute shit ripped out of them. I, I kind of feel the pinnacle should have been on a bit of a tear for a few weeks before the inner circle come back. Um, yeah. And we've got a month so before this Blood and Guts match. So I think you could have had another week or so before this. I thought the promo was good, but it just, it makes the pinnacle look so small and minor league for me. It it kind of does. It kind of do in the opposite effect, especially that match. And that was the only time we saw them wrestle once. And mm. it was kind of, oh, okay. And then right away, inner circles back. It's like, you know, if you're, if you are planning this May 5th, give it a few weeks. It's not like NXT has to combat you on yeah. a Wednesday night anymore. Right. Yeah, I feel you should have had a dominant win against uh, the Vasty Blondes. Yeah. You should have had maybe a, th- a further attack from Pinnacle. Um, and then maybe next week you start having the rebuttal. I don't know. It just feels very one-sided for me right now. I also, th- like, we'll get to it, but Mike Tyson is announced not only for tonight, but for next week. Mm. So you have them beat up Mike Tyson. Yeah. And then you set up what they did randomly today next week. Yeah, I what think so. What the fuck was going on? Is Vince Russo working on this show? Yeah. A lot of WCW staff seem to be working on this show. <laughs> That's not even a joke. There's literally a lot of... Oh, w- yeah? <laughs> no, just Tony. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Blood and Guts, it's happening May 5th. Can't wait. Christian Cage don't call him Christian, is backstage with Dasha. He says last week was a culmination of grinding and and stepping through in seven years. I'm taking back seven years. And Frank me took me out to the deep water, but I loved it. And I said it before, I make wrestlers level up. But he's interrupted by Taz, who says, look, we know each other pretty well. We've worked with each other. We've competed. Seven years is a long time. And... I have a team of men that could use your guidance, use your leadership, and join us. But I'm not putting you on the spot, you know, whatever. I just, I'm going to give you some time to sleep on it. Sleep on it. And walks off. He, so he wants Christian Cage to join Team Taz. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, they've moved on from, uh, it felt like there was a tease of Christian versus Kenny when Christian first debuted. And, from his promo a couple of weeks ago where he said he knows he's got to work his way up and then he faced Frankie. I guess this is the the next stage, the next step for Christian. He's going to feud with Team Taz. I can't see him joining Team Taz at all, but maybe a match against Starks, a match against Brian Cage um, down the line. This was fine. It didn't take up too much time. It's just showing the direction. I'm kind of... I feel we've seen a lot of people trying to recruit people. Um... So I would have liked it maybe to go about a different angle, but I don't mind this too much. He should have said, hey, Christian, I got a guy in my team named Cage. So yeah. I figure you'd want to join. Winner keeps the name. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're t- teasing Brian Cage. Maybe he's you know, not he's happy. On his way out. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So we will see. 
we go to the Godzilla versus King Kong match, which means it's Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. So Bear Country is this team. They started the beef with Jurassic Express a little while ago in the Battle Royal. And it's leading up to this big match. Um, and Excalibur goes, yes, that promo for Godzilla King Kong. Cause the graphics are, the graphics are pretty cool with the same graphics. And Excalibur has to mention that, you know, that Warner Media synergy. <laughs> gotta, gotta sell it. Uh, and then JR is like, what? What's a Godzilla? What's, what's a, <laughs> he, yeah, he tries, he tries doing the name of the title a good few times. It's not even hard. It's not like Mothra no. or, you know, fuck. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> This match starts. Uh, Jurassic Express are hot here with Tope Conhilos from, from the big dinosaur and Jungle Boy. Uh, there's then this like powerbomb spot after catching Jungle Boy. They try to catch Luchasaurus at the same time. I'm blanking on some of these guys' names. Um, but then there's, I feel like this match was a little slippery, a little messy. I fell asleep during this match. Yeah. Didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I did not like yeah. this match. I asked you to lead last night, and you were just like, nah. <laughs> were you being serious then? <laughs> I said, oh, man, two nights of takeovers. And I'm like, you want to lead? And you were like, yeah. And then I was like, he's asleep. Oh, I thought you said lead WrestleMania. <laughs> I did, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not re- leading this. <laughs> so, this, yeah, there were some spots like German suplexes and roundhouses, and it they tried to play off like Bear Country. I've seen them. They're pretty good, but... Unfortunately, it didn't come across that way in this match for me. It was a little all over the place. Um, springboard DDT, but at one point from Jungle Boy, there's all sorts of pinning combinations broken up. There was a cool spot with like a cannonball flipping with one guy on his back into the corner. Uh, but it's a choke slam and a standing moonsault that puts this to bed from Luchasaurus, which is just one of his signature moves. Yeah. So I think they were just like, we got to go home. <laughs> Maybe there, there were some fun spots in it. Big kind of feats of strength and stuff i like bear country's masks when they come out the kind of yeah what's with that it's like leather face but like stretched back i i don't know kind of look cool um this was fine it was okay um so jurassic express go forward yeah i wasn't like unfortunately i kind of had a little bit of higher hopes for this but um yeah this was the only thing i kind of knew that was on the show except for that other six-man tag Mm. we go to qt marshall who's in the Nightmare Factory with his new squad. Yes, more factions, gang rules. He says, do the work. Cody, all I ever done is do the work for you. And then you left me dead in the water before I even started. You were you were b- back in the day playing second fiddle to Ted Jr. And then you wore face paint. And you wouldn't amount to shit until you left and you went to the Indies to work with all these vanilla midgets. I'm surrounded by men, and you're just a bargain brand sting. And uh, we see his his crew here. So it's Aaron Solo. Aaron Solo, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Solo, uh, Nick Camarado, and then Anthony Agogo. And then it just randomly cuts into Anthony, who's like, yeah, I'm mainstream, baby. I'm, I'm, I got Subway for what? Subway for knockoff for pleasure? I, I don't know what he was talking about. He says silly yanks. He's, he All of a sudden, it goes into this weird, like, I'm British and I hate Americans. And then it cuts back to Cutie, who says, this is my fucking factory. I think he was saying it was a big deal in the UK. He I is. think he was saying, I'm in Subway commercials and shit like that. Got you, like, got I you. think That's he was saying, said. I'm a big deal and you should watch out for me. And America doesn't know who I am yet. Right. But the UK do. And I'm a big deal is kind of what I got from it. I didn't. 
I didn't like how he like I know he's the one that kind of people know, but it it just went from Cutie saying this whole story and then just quickly cutting to this different camera angles, almost like a mm. different music. It's like, and by the way, I'm British and and I fight people. It just is just like, wait, wait, can we just not maybe go through? If we're gonna do that, why aren't the other guys talking? Why aren't the other? No, they did. They featured each one. Uh, they kind of featured uh, Aaron Solo and said he's more than just someone's boyfriend. Yeah. They fe- featured Nick, who's like not just the body guy, and then like Ogogo is the the talker of the group. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that vibe. I love what they did last week, mm. but it didn't come across that way. I was like, okay, well, it just kind of going off into this spiral thing. I I think the guy can talk. It's mm. clear that he can, but it just maybe they didn't go about it the ro- right way. Uh, and then Nick Camarado's part is where he throws paint. Yeah. But he he can't throw paint. <laughs> Almost missed it, yeah. He did. He did no, miss he got it. a bit of nightmare. I think I think they're calling themselves the factory, are they not? Okay, so he yeah. was aiming for nightmare. So it's like yeah. getting rid of nightmare and these guys are the factory. For, he aimed for nightmare. He, he hit nightmare. He hit didn't get a lot of it. It looks as if but... like you did it to hit that cool paint effect yeah. on your logo. That's what he did. But I, I see what they're doing. Yeah. I see what they're doing. I'm still gonna not just knock it. it it's there. It's the low. It's not like this is the supposed to be the pinnacle. They could be doing better than the pinnacle. Oh, I, I'm absolutely fine with the the faction. Yeah, uh, I I liked Anthony Agogo's promo bit. I thought that was good. I thought QT. I didn't quite like the tone for it. I think he was playing too evil. Um, and I didn't like just going over Cody's career. I think it should have been more focusing on the accomplishments. QT has done being like look I've bought in all these talents and it's always Cody in the front True, yeah. I don't I don't see the correlation between Cody Rhodes being Stardust in WWE and QT Marshall I don't see the link there and I felt it was a bit I felt it was a bit of an easy cop out of a promo just the amount of shitties and fucks and stuff like that thrown in there for just effect and kind of going back I feel that I feel it's a bit of a crutch going back to the WWE game days and little digs there. I I didn't like the content of his promo and think from listening to the guy and knowing what this guy does with the training and stuff, you've got a different promo in there already, which I think sells these guys way more. I feel like he should have sold them better. I, mm. I, I, I just got QT shitting on Cody being like, you're a big fish in a small pot. Like you knew you weren't lasting there. So you had to leave to like take over like mm. everything out. Like you weren't good enough. Yeah. So you had to do that. And I get that, but it, it just kind of felt th- a little thrown together with, with just, just cutting to the other guy, like all of a sudden, like, and you know what? I'm, I'm just like, all, all right. It well. should be like, <laughs> yeah, I've been training these guys for you to just swoop in and give them a jacket with your logo yeah, on. And yeah. then you're one of Cody's boys and it's, but you're not there at yeah. six in the morning training with these guys. You're not there closing the doors at midnight. Where are you? You're doing press conferences. You're running around with Snoop Dogg and uh, Rosario Dawson Having doing babies. your other shows. You're making babies and stuff what are you doing cody i'm the guy here who's making everyone on this roster and it's time for me to step up and then but instead he's like fuck you you were stardust and it's like all right okay and then a go goes like yeah i'm in subway commercials you stupid yanks <laughs> it's like wait what i don't understand yeah, i want to see a promo off with between anthony a and danny birch <laughs> we could get a go tyson like, let's have a proper fight. Wow, a boxing go match? kill him, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that Mike Tyson quote-unquote fight, it wasn't a fight, but mm. that was interesting. We go to Sting. 
Again. Again. Yeah. That's right. It wouldn't be Wednesday night without Tony Schiavone and Sting. I, at least now they don't let make them walk all the way to the ring. It's just on yeah. the ramp. They know it's the spot where Sting comes out and does absolutely nothing. Mm. Jake Roberts interrupts him and calls his friend Darby Alley, Darby Allen a gerbil <laughs> and says insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. He's describing them booking this segment every fucking mm. week on this show. They say it's 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 insanity. It's 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 insane. But the murder hawk comes out. He says, I'm a sick son of a bitch, and he basically tells Jake to shut up. Uh they cut to the the rafters and Ego, all ego, Ethan Page is hanging out with Scorpio Sky. They're just watching this. Uh Scorpio Sky is just listening to music though. Um I think. I don't know. He, he they they weren't interested, but they're watching. And Murderhawk says, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm done with your time. It's my time. I'm the one who should be in the main event. I, I get put in these main events. I, I deliver and then I just get cast aside time and time again. And you keep getting all this, all this time and all this focus on you. And I'm over it. So he's basically challenged. It's kind of, I feel like I watched the same thing. Uh, but he's basically challenging Sting without challenging Sting, but he's kind of challenging Sting. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say because Sting comes back, so I'll give my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, Sting does come back, but um, make it Showtime. Go do it. So Sting's telling him. Yes, you know. Sting. Sting agrees with Archer. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. You uh, you have had these opportunities. You do disappear. What's up with that?" Um, and kind of says, "This is on you. I believe in you, um, but something's not happening." So it's kind of unclear right now if if they're going. Sting versus Archer, or perhaps with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page looking on, maybe it's a, them teaming up to start with against these two. Um, I'm not sure the Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, because their story's kind of been the same about being overlooked. So maybe it's Archer's going to team with them, but then again, it's just another team. So I felt Archer here still felt... A bit of a tweener. He didn't feel full out heel here. And I took that from the way Sting kind of received it and was like, yeah, I like you. I would say I think Archer's sounded really good the last few weeks. I was kind of hoping when he stormed out here and grabbed the mic from Jake, he'd just be like, Jake, fuck off. I don't need you. Love Jake Roberts. It hasn't been working recently. And I think Archer's proved he's more than capable just speaking on his own here. Um... This looks like, yeah, early kind of steps in the story, but I think I'm intrigued um, with what direction they're going to go. I'm not. I, okay. I, I, I'm I'm opposite here. I, I did not care about this. Uh, I was like, come on. Again, it feels like Sting just comes out every week. He does, yeah. And it's like, can we just not do that? He's literally coming out later mm. for the match yeah. So to be in... Darby's corner. So, like, there's your spot. He does not need to be on TV every week. I'm. I agree. He doesn't. I'm hoping this is the end of this walking out thing with with like Jake and uh, and Lance actually addressing it, being like, "You're doing the same thing every week, and it's going nowhere." I'm. I'm hoping that kind of kills it, yeah. and we can move on. Whether it's the tag match or whether it's the singles, we can start building it up a bit more. Uh, but I thought I thought Lance was the one who who shone in this. Actually, I, I'm not too big on Lance. I've watched him for a long time and he's he's gotten better at talking. Sure. But I'm still not. It's all, all of his matches were OK and good. But I I'm that's beyond. There's nothing beyond that for me mm. personally. 
he's acting like he's this like 25 year old upstart rookie he he's not I think he's a great big guy like the the size of him I I really enjoy the stuff he does and I I think he's had some good matches at Dynamite um so maybe we'll get them to fight maybe Sting starts his own faction gets yeah. Darby and this guy and all the murder hawks we go to our next match well first it's team Taz actually and they have a little thing backstage and Ricky interrupts Taz Taz gets mad that he interrupted him and they kind of all argue and they mention maybe Christian will join them um mm. so kind of just going one thing I did note from this, I just didn't really do anything, but the the backdrop they have, like this like back sketchy looking room with all shit in the back, but the lighting, they got it down pat, the little orange tint, <laughs> just the little things that work, definitely. But the next match is Darby Allen defending the TNT title against J.D. Drake, Evolve regular J.D. Drake. Uh, he's in some different gear the last time I seen him here. He's like in, this, he's like, in a singlet this like time. Singlet yeah. kind of reminded me of... Uh, a train or whatever okay. he was before Albert, like yeah. the weird. It's kind of strange. Um, there's some big chops from this um, the blue collar badass who's coming at Darby like a little firecracker here. But Darby runs at him with a crazy tope, the, like the coffin drop tope, which is nuts. Um, goes to jump at JD Drake in the ring, but there's a shoulder block out of the air. There's then um, Ryan Nemeth who's on the outside, the hunk who tries to get involved. So out comes Sting. With his bat, who just taps on his shoulder, like, scaring him, like, with the bat. Like, I got this bat. And Ryan Nemeth runs out. So Sting chases him completely on out of there. Um, but it's J.D. Drake who has the offense. He beats down on Darby. Knee drops and knee lifts. Uh, a flying knee off the top as well, which looked pretty great. There's then the spot we've seen him do before, if you have seen J.D. Drake, where he throws. He's You're on the outside. He throws you against the ropes. And as you bounce back, he clotheslines mm-hmm. you. Great spot. Um, there's then a Swanton onto JD from from Darby onto both Benoni, who's on the outside. JD comes back but misses a moonsault. There's then a Code Red off the second rope. Doesn't go for the pin. Instead, Darby goes up for the coffin drop and pins him. So Darby retains the title. Uh, probably, uh, it wasn't as, as banging as I expected it to be, but probably a highlight of this particular show, I guess guess i thought it would be a bit more hard hitting i do know both guys have it in them they probably know each other from years of indies i I, yeah i kind of agree i like jd drake from what i've seen of him uh i don't think he did enough to turn heads last night and i think he's someone that with his with his look um he needs to kill it kind of every time to make people uh count him because i think you look at him and you write him off right away and i've done that and then I've seen some of his matches in Evolve, and I've gone, oh, hello, who's this guy? Yeah. It was passable. I don't think it quite got there for me, but he's someone I, I do like and would like to see more of. And I do like that Derby, uh, with his title defences, is trying kind of different styles of matches. Um, I have appreciated that. I I, I kind of didn't like the gear for J.D. Drake. He used to kind of go for this this blue-collar, stone-cold meets Stan Hansen kind of American, like, mm. I don't know. But he, it just looked weird. But I still was like, ah, I know he can wrestle. And he can, but he didn't just get to that next next level. Mm. Uh, but okay match. After the match, though, the Butcher, from the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, attack Darby. The Dark Order come out for the save. And Tay Conti, sorry, Ty Conti and the Bunny go at it here. And... It's Hardy family versus Dark Order in a big brawl, which is setting up a match later tonight. Mm. 
So uh, more Matt Hardy. We go to Chris Jericho with Alex Marvez, and he's instantly attacked by the pinnacle. Just before the attack, Jericho is actually nice to Marvez for once. Yeah. Showing that he's He's turned. He's a baby baby face now. (laughs) He's a baby face. Hey, you know, how you doing? You're looking good today. How you doing? And he's attacked. Uh, They bring Jericho down to the, the ring, ringside here, and then they hit him with the spike pile driver, the brain buster. Uh, and they're like, where's, where's the rest of the inner circle? We got to get these guys. And it shows backstage, the camera running, the door to their, their locker room is locked shut. Oh no. It was a trap. The pinnacle locked their door. So they start breaking it down. You see Jake Hager and people kicking through this door, trying to bust through it, but it's going to take them a while. While meanwhile, the pinnacle are beating up Chris Jericho. And as they're setting him up for something else, here comes. Mike Tyson for the save. He runs down, saves Jericho, beats up the pinnacle guys. The inner circle come out now, make the save. Jericho and Mike hug it out. And Jericho looks at him and goes, Mike, thank you. As they all hug and celebrate with Mike Tyson. And the pinnacle are pissed. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Tyson and Jericho are friends now. Um, I did like. It was cool seeing Tyson throwing some punches yeah. against poor Sean Spears here. Like he, he took them here. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really. We've already had Tyson teased once, and it didn't amount to nothing. I guess because he was busy with his fight and stuff, and now he's here, um, leading to Tyson MJF. Is that what we're doing, or is he just going to be a special? He's a special enforcer next week, right. isn't he? Okay, so what did I say earlier? It should have been the opposite. It should have been they beat the shit out of Mike, mm. and then next week is this big like, hey, well, I'm on your side, kind of. It's like DX; he's just on their side. I, I mm. don't know. It's very weird, but I guess people are like, hey, it's Mike Tyson, and it's cool. Well, it's cool to see him do the shots, beat, try to beat yeah. them up. I, I did. I did. We I, haven't I, seen him do much physicality, yeah. really, have we? Yeah. So I mean, it's weird, but I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, like. But I think there was a, probably a better story to to get the juice out of here. If you're using a guy like Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, I can't say I really care. M- maybe nearer the time, uh, I'll care. Like, I was, there was a curiosity about Jericho and Tyson, which never right. happened. Um, I think, I think I'm burnt out from wrestling this week anyway. And watching a show like TakeOver and then watching this after, um, I feel very unenthused about everything tonight. And maybe that's just because of where this episode fell in the in this week of things. But sure, Tyson, cool. He needed to do the DX chops. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we go to Tony Schiavone with Britt Baker and Rebel. And Britt says, wins and losses don't mean shit. I sell the merchandise. I make the change. I am the women's division here. And I'm going to be a very big star. So she's making it clear that Thunder Rosa, I'm looking past you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I lose or win. I'm the star. She realizes she has to work her way up the ranks. So she says she's going to be on dark, on elevation. And uh, yeah, just, I guess, do a Scorpio Sky and just pick up a load of wins against some jobbers on dark to, Form a to be in number one. Her and Rebel can be a tag. No, that's not going to help her. <laughs> Isn't that what they did with Scorpio Sky? No. Oh, he's in a tag team now. No, I'm saying he was on Dark for weeks, <laughs> yeah. became number one contender by just beating nobody. Beating people. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll do that. Bunny versus Ty Conti. 
the bunny representing Hardy family, Ty representing the Dark Order. Uh, I like how Ty has been taking Anna Jay's role in all the the stuff, even on being the elite, like sits in her spot and everything like that. Um, there's an exploder early on from the bunny here. There's a pump kick from Ty. She loves her pump kicks and pump knees and everything. The bunny does this like shoulder block and then sort of like the cobra clutch on top. There's a super kick from the bunny for a near fall. Big money Matt tries to get involved when Ty gains control. Tries to go for the distraction, but there's, like I said, the Dark Order and the, the Hardy guys interfering. Ty eventually gets the gory special, turns it into the Ty KO for the two. Uh, so, sorry, for two count here. Uh, and then just more interference. This is definitely when I went to bed because I didn't even write the finish down. Uh, Ty DT, Ty Conti wins. Oh, it's like the Andrade one. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so Ty beats the bunny here. Uh, I, I kind of was like, oh, okay, the bunny, Ty. I think they're both actually pretty good wrestlers. But of course, silly me, because here's all this like sh- shenanigans and all the nonsense. I thought it was match of the night on <laughs> Dynamite, to <laughs> oh, be honest. Oh, man. Um, not, it wasn't a good show, but yeah, I thought this was match of the night. I thought Ty and Ali worked well and kind of, yeah, there was other nonsense going on, but I thought they both looked good. And again, uh, making me trust the the women's division a bit more. And they're giving Ty some big wins here. So I could definitely see uh, kind of... I think Ty's number one contender right now. So um, She is, yes. So she'll be having a title shot down the line. I see her mixing up with Britt Baker at some point. Maybe when... Maybe Britt wins at double or nothing. And then we have a bit of a Ty and Britt feud uh, for the title coming out of this. But uh, not saying this was anything great, but... Of the things of on the show tonight, I I thought this was one of the better moments. Uh, it's Sheeta who kind of helped as well, so they're setting up, I guess, like a friendly match between Sheeta and Ty, giving giving her this title opportunity, which I think it could be a good match. Uh, just no, I hope Matt Hardy's not involved, but he, yeah. he he looking at it, it's just someone from the Dark Order and just Hikaru Sheeta, Ty and Sheeta. Somehow Matt Hardy Matt will Hardy's probably just involved. be involved because yeah, that's what Matt Hardy does for no reason. We uh, have some na- match announcements for next week's show. Darby going up against who? Who's he going up against? Matt Hardy. I swear I didn't look at that before I re- just said what I said. Ugh. That's a fucking joke. Matt Hardy going up against Darby. In a Fool's Count Anywhere <laughs> Dude, match. I'm... It sounds awful. Dude, I'm serious. I didn't even the only thing. The only thing I'm, I'm trying to be happy about this is next week's kind of a nothing dynamite. At least it's not Darby versus Matt at double or nothing. Fuck, maybe this sets up Derby versus Matt at Double or Nothing, but I'll take it on TV just for a one week now and get it done and hopefully move on. Why? Just why Matt Hardy? So Derby versus Matt Hardy in a Falls Count Anywhere match. You know, Matt Hardy loves those. I oh, hope they don't yeah. climb scaffolds. In I know. This match. Like the idea of it's just scary as well. So yeah, uh, Death Triangle versus the Young Bucks for the t- tag titles as well, and Anthony Agogo seems to be in he will his, be in action. Yeah, yeah, in action. Looking forward to that. Uh, another big match is Red Velvet versus Jade, mm. the singles match here next week, and Chris Jericho versus Dax. Yeah, so. with Mike Tyson as the enforcer. Right, right. So that that sounds like yeah. Looking forward to Red Velvet versus Jade. Actually, um, looking to see Jade in maybe a bit of a more competitive, longer match, see how she is on her own out there uh, without the help of, uh, you know, ring veteran Shaq. Um, Shaq going to show up? Maybe. Uh, but no, I think I think that could be the match I'm looking forward to. I think Young Bucks' death triangle will be great, but next week looks a lot stronger, apart from Derby versus Matt. You know what? I We, we just shit on it. Well, I hope it's good. 
but it. I, I hope everything's good. I never want anything yeah, to be bad. I, I'm just going to get my I'm hopes wasting up. my time watching this shit. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be bad. <laughs> I'm in. Like, got a show to do. Main event. Yeah, Wednesday nights, baby. We go to our main event, though. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks and John Moxley. Now, I was kind of looking forward to this match. Um, this is the Kenny and Good Brothers, the Bullet Club theme that ripoff that they got here. Not quite as, as good as Kenny's solo theme. Um, the story should be done with everyone says no. Kenny comes out by himself. Mm. If you're following what the story's kind of been doing, True, wouldn't yeah. that make more sense? Yeah, that's been in the past in wrestling, WWE. But I it. guess it's it's more of a dig to the young bucks that Kenny can come out with the Good Brothers, but he has to come out on his own with the young bucks. Right. It's more of a dig okay. to them, I guess. Sure, that that does make sense. Um, you know, Kenny's so in depth of these weird little things. Like it's true that that probably is a legit thing. Um, there's. The the match starts and it's Ray Phoenix gets beat up by the Good Brothers and Kenny, but then Mox tags in, but now they start to tag, triple team him in and out, beating down on Moxley, working the knees and back. And Don says that the Good Brothers were Kenny's young boys in Japan and Excalibur's like, uh, that, that that's not actually quite true. I think you're lying and please take your hand off me, he says <laughs> as he joins the desk. Uh, Carl Anderson, though, hits this like double uh, A spine buster on Nick Jackson as they, ta- they corner him now. Um, there's a fake out DDT on Kenny to Matt when he gets tagged in. Uh, there's then a Matt who hits a great super kick on Omega. Uh, Kenny eventually slaps him. He, 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 sorry, it's, it's Matt who doesn't want to super kick him. He's like, no, 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 I, I, I can't do it. And I, I'm not a big fan of this. It's like middle of the match. You were just getting beat up and everyone's fighting. Why all of a sudden when you go, ah, I don't know if I want to super kick you. And of course they mentioned last week that Matt and Kenny are best friends like mm. they're really very very close and he can't do it so kenny goes over to him and says what you you can't kick me you can't super kick me and he slaps him so this kind of fires up uh matt here um but then there's like a lariat from him and then he pile drives kenny he's like yeah i won't super kick you but fucking try to break <laughs> your neck with a pile driver um they eventually clean house and they're the bucks got kenny in the ring and they're gonna go for the bte trigger but again they can't do it. They can't pull the trigger. Moxley sees this and goes, "Hey, what the fuck, bro? Um, what are we doing? Come on, let's go. We're in the middle of a match. Let's let's do the move and hit him." And they're like, "We we can't. Sorry." So Moxley grabs Kenny, hits him with a paradigm shift. Looks at the Bucks. They go, "I don't really like that, but hey, do it." So he picks up Kenny, hits him with another one. This time, as Moxley sets up Kenny for a third paradigm shift, the Bucks super kick Moxley. And then Kingston comes hobbling out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty quickly. He was like ready at Gorilla. Like, oh, I gotta, gotta get there. He's hobbling out with his injury. There's then the, the magic killer. Uh, it's Kenny who ends up pinning John Moxley here to finish this match. And then afterwards, the Bucks look over. They all too sweet. They all hug. They do the whole bullet club is fine as the show goes off the air. They do a second super kick as well. They they do the one in the match, which seemed like, yeah. oh, maybe it was out of emotion and stuff. And then they do the nah. the second one to like cement the heel turn. Or maybe it's not a heel turn. Maybe next week <sighs> they'll be baby like face it. it doesn't feel like it. It really does. Um, I, th- <laughs> I thought this sucked. I, I really did not like this. They were, it seemed so forced. It was trying to do stuff like the storytelling they've had in the Golden Bro- uh, Golden Lovers match, the storytelling from the Page Omega match, but it didn't feel earned here. It felt so 
forced. The impact of a buck's turn was nothing because I swear they've turned three, four times in the last year. Are they heal? Are they not heal? Yeah. Um, I'm fed up of seeing these fucking grown men wanting to touch each other's fingers so bad and they're angst about, oh, but you're my friend, too sweet me, bro. Like, fuck off. It's, this is lame. What is Kenny Omega's story right now? Moxley's lost his attempt. You can't go Moxley Omega again. Why is Moxley still involved with this? You've got Bucks who have just turned heel facing the Death Triangle next week. And I thought the Death Triangle were now baby faces, but with the best friends coming out, it kind of positions them as a heel. So next week, is it heel versus heel now? Kenny's story should be the belt collector right now, right? Why is why is he dicking around with all this? He's got a, a title match. Sure, it's on impact, and I guess they're not really acknowledging it here. But I don't know. I, I think it would be more interesting to me in these weeks of Dynamite leading up to that match maybe you have kenny facing former impact or tna champions that are on the roster in singles matches build up the idea of the belt collector come out more with your your triple a mega title your aw title but this oh i just want to be friends with my my boys that we were friends in japan because did you know we were friends in japan and we used to wrestle in japan we fucking know this whole company's built on that and you're telling us every week Fuck the Bullet Club. I'm so over this. Let's move on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Am I am I on my own here? No, it's the story that they keep flip-flopping. I just don't get it. I've seen the story for years. I just don't get the the Bucks seem to be bad guys and then good guys. And it's still, they super kick Moxley, so it should tell you right away, hey, this is, this is, they're bad because they kicked Moxley. But Moxley hangs out with bad guys too because his buddy Eddie's just flipping back and forth. It's yeah. A, it's, everything's kind of flip-floppy. I, I get what you're saying because they keep they keep going on about like what we've done instead mm. of focusing on what you should be doing. It's it's like when people keep asking me about the law. <laughs> <laughs> like like let's focus on what's actually yeah, happening right three now. Three years ago. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Uh just it's weird. It's like the bullet club and Kenny. The, the story should be Kenny's like, hey, good brothers, try to convince the young bucks to fuck around and join me or whatever while I'm busy being fucking champion. Tony, Tony Khan should come out and, and start yelling, nine days, nine days, you should defend your title on TV or something because you're not really doing The biggest anything. thing should be the title. And yeah. that's why I know it's impact. But if you were to present me two stories about this one guy who's trying to collect all the titles outside of wwe he wants all the main titles and he's currently got two of them and is going for a third that's more compelling to me than is this guy friends with this tag team or not right it's weird it's uh, I don't obviously know. it's because this company is all these guys are main characters in this company and i, I it's cool but it's just not working <laughs> the bucks right, don't it? need to be involved in everything put the, the, the bucks are everywhere they're, they're the same we, story is the bucks look i just said why are we worrying about what you've done you're the champ the bucks are the champs why are you worrying about if you're still friends? focus on the focus tag on division. being the champ yeah yeah focus on worry about match. the death triangle worry about the yeah. best friends all these tag teams that are on a, on a run right now and the lucha don't Brothers. worry about if you can touch your middle fingers and thumb <laughs> together with these other lads it's just really weird, and it's it sucks because the talent is there for all these guys, but the the story is kind of it's just like last year with the Bucks. The best part about the Bucks were the matches that they put on, but if we dissect what they were doing on some of the TV, it was really weird with the flip flopping and back and forth. 
It's like a mirror image here. This, this would have been, I think this would have been received a lot better if the Bucks hadn't been flipping. If they'd been pure white meat baby faces since the beginning of AEW, and now two years in, they've cemented the heel turn, and we've now got the Bullet Club formed. This should be the first moment we see them all too sweeting with the Good Brothers and Kenny. But we already saw that a few months ago. We've already seen the t-shirt of yeah. the these five too sweeting. It meant nothing at this point. It's very strange. You have all the tools to make some really interesting, compelling stories, but instead you just keep relying on this old faithful of mm. the Bullet Club and the Bullet Club are this. And it's just kind of strange because you're right. You could have him coming out with all the different titles and talking about that. Mention... That your boy Kota Ibushi is not the champion anymore over there. You don't mm. have to say. You don't even have to say names. You can just say that Brit. I've, I've got my eyes on that Essex boy, something like that. You know, anything. Yeah, anything. Because I could put my conspiracy hat on and say, well, the reason Kota lost the title is so that you can get it on Kenny, so that Kenny's the champion and Kota's the challenger. Kota's but trying that, to throne him. Yeah, I think I think we're further a little bit away from that right now. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, the 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 belt collector thing has so much potential to be that like snobby guy who who wants to just take over wrestling. If it's not WWE, I own it. I'm the champ. Maybe they go forward with that after he wins the the impact title. But right now it's like, he's got two, two titles. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, the bucks, the bucks is weird. A month ago, I felt like the bucks dad were getting beat up and bloodied and they were so sad and trying to be baby faces. And now the inner circle are good guys. And the bucks are trying to be bad guys. Do you maybe see, for double or nothing, okay, we've got the blood and guts is on TV. Do you see maybe a stadium stampede or something? Yeah. And you have Mox, Kingston, and the Death Triangle taking on the Bullet Club. I, I or, guess. Or another blood and guts. Fuck it. We didn't get last year's. I don't know. It <laughs> Like, that could be something they're doing. Like, building a five on five. It just seems weird to be running that simultaneously with the Pinnacle and the... Um, the inner circle. It's just weird. This whole show felt very, and I, I'm not, I and mean, I'm saying this not because I'm comparing to mm. to NXT. Just in general, AEW, we're very usually high on, but this felt so much like WCW. I would say I still, I, I've been very negative on today's show, and even when AEW's bad, I still, I still don't hate it. Like last night, I I can't say it was a good show. It was one of my least favorite shows. But I'd still take this over Raw, over the go, oh, yeah. over the go oh, home yeah. show of Raw to WrestleMania, which is it's crazy. But I still do find entertainment from AEW, and I think uh, doing a podcast, we kind of it's sort of our job to overanalyze things and nitpick things and stuff like that. And I would say, if it's just I'm watching AEW to, to kind of tune out and just enjoy it for two hours, I still think this would have been an okay show, but. From the standard AEW set, this wasn't good. And I think amongst this week of hopefully great wrestling all week yeah. from WWE, hopefully. Um, you thought they would... They would it it yeah. needed to kind of cement, uh, like stand out a bit more. Um, but too. maybe they're just like, hey, we we know it's WrestleMania week. Fuck it. <laughs> I, that's what it felt like. Yeah. I don't know. It felt it felt really weird. It has to be one of the my least favorite Dynamites. Like... Yeah, definitely one of the lower ones for me. Um, but that was 
AEW. Yeah. Dynamite. We're going to be watching it after every night, every Wednesday now. Every Wednesday. Can't wait. Yeah. But uh, does that mean we'll still be taking calls from our patrons? Um, we we can do. Yeah, yeah we absolutely. Should. We should. Yeah, definitely. Just like we're going to do right now. We are. And Magan, when you're the only person in the room, you don't need to raise your hand. Uh, we, we know it's you <laughs> and we can get to you. Um, but yeah, we go to calls for our patrons every uh, will be every Wednesday night. We'll be doing this again for Takeover tonight. Um, it's for all patrons. We put the link on the Patreon and you can talk to us. But Muggen, let's start with you. How are you and what would you like to talk about today? Yeah, I was just going to I just want to talk briefly about Dynamite. I mean, when that six man got booked for for the for yes for last night. I mean, I saw the writing on the wall immediately cuz you never know when the shoe other shoe's going to drop as far as the young bucks are concerned cuz like I mean, like like they're booking like they're, like they're always like teeter-tottering between maybe babyface and heel because they work like babyfaces but more often than not they lean heel and given with uh the ongoing story with kenny omega it feels like they have a blind spot when it comes to him so therefore that just like sucked all the suspense out of it mm. like i mean i would have i would have liked it if they if the bucks were feuding with kenny with kenny as opposed to like you know taking a side and uh it's like it's don't... very wishy-washy I don't it like, is, yeah. Yeah, I don't like when you have to wrestle the guy for the whole match and then decide, you know what, maybe I don't want to fight you. No, you you were wrestling for like 10 minutes. Like, I don't know why you decide. Because a few times in WWE, they'd be like, and they'd turn on the guy before the match. And then you go, that makes more sense. Uh, it was. It felt very forced to me. And maybe they could do, have done it more subtly, like going for the BTE trigger, but tagging in mocks because you don't want to do it rather than the the anguish on the face of, oh, I don't want to hit my move. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, Mag, and it felt very wishy-washy. I mean, and, and also to like the uninitiated, like, I mean, like take somebody who's never seen, you know, being the elite or even any of their, any of the new Japan stuff. Like, I mean, if you put somebody, if you put like a newer viewer to Dynamite, they will be so confused with, or as to why, why this happened. But I mean, a lot of time viewers like me, who's like, who've kept up with the Bucks and Omega and everything they do is like, if it's like, it's like another piece of the story, but like I whether this this has to be this has to lead to something because, but the young bucks need to find a direction and stick with it. Otherwise, it's just going to be confusing to the uninitiated. One hundred percent. They they need to follow up and they need like a proper like heel promo next week to solidify themselves. Um, yeah, we we can't have these shades of gray anymore because it it's it's getting frustrating with these characters. So if this is the turn, they really need to be solid with this turn but then but then again if um, if ortiz and santana you know now that the inner circle is now you know 100 babyface now if ortiz and santana like you know get a big push out of get a real babyface push out of it all the better yeah true uh i is that a match you see them going with because they're not really feuding with the inner circle right now i mean uh, given that they're giving away that with their uh blood and guts match on on free tv on may 5th, on may 5th i mean they're gonna need to fill up the card for double or nothing which is a few weeks away and quite frankly i'm kind of glad that i'm kind of glad that the wednesday night war has come to an end because i can focus wholeheartedly on one thing at a time <laughs> yeah yeah we can just enjoy Me things too. live now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah our, our our hustle was always watching both in one night and doing shows and, and stuff so it, it feels good that we can kind of have two separate nights and join live i feel like you know mm -hmm. yeah maybe, yeah you know, maybe, maybe i won't fall asleep through bear country next week yeah. <laughs> when i i'm watching at 8 p.m rather than two in the morning yeah exactly so 
And and finally, I mean, I got an email yesterday before before takeover that Sportsnet 360 is gonna it was gonna air both nights for free, which is uh, I we I wasn't expecting that. I wanted cool. I wanted like you know I wound up like resorting to alternative means because I, I just couldn't stand you know commercial breaks. <laughs> Me too, man. I wouldn't. No it, way, I would have. It was great that. on the network yesterday. No I I highly recommend watching tonight's on the network. Commercials well. don't belong in my wrestling. Not in, not, <laughs> not in the matches, anyways. Not in the matches. And uh, and finally, and finally, like I hope Adam and Kyle close are in the main event are, are closing the show because I mean I mean Finn Finn Balor and Karen Cross are gonna have a hard time trying to follow it. Uh, I'm, pulling for, I'm pulling for Finn. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I, I kind of think it should main event, so. but looking at the posters and things, it does look like Finn versus Cross is going to nah. headline tonight. Fuck them. We'll but see. Tonight. We'll see. Thank you, Muggan. Thank you always Thank for your you. support see you guys tonight. and calling in. Take yeah, care, man. See you in the watch along, man. Yeah, man. We're, we're going to head over to the Windy City and because we've got Jake on the line. Hey, Jake. Hey, guys. Uh, um really enjoyed the watch along last night as well as the show uh thanks for putting it together guys um it sucks because like this weekend i have to uh, i have to be working uh in in central service uh, so i might be missing a little bit of wrestlemania but uh still looking forward to it and uh hopefully next tailgate i'll be able to hop along uh, hop along <laughs> the next time so all right jake well i'm sorry we'll be having more yeah, for there'll sure there'll definitely be a SummerSlam one absolutely uh so yeah it's it's dynine was definitely a mixed bag for me um I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed Jericho's promo, an actual apology from you know freshly turned babyface for his action as a heat in pro wrestling, but for some reason they have to become like a rarity. Uh, but it, it it was a questionable move for Jericho to dress down the pinnacle members in a way that hits so close to home. But uh, but I have I have confidence that uh, uh, you know I, I'm that. This sorry, uh, Jake. We're sorry, gonna have Jake. to end it there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jake, sorry, Jake, what, Jake sorry, went and got a new microphone, which means he didn't spend the money on the new router. <laughs> Unfortunate, Jake. Uh, we'll we'll hear from you again another time. Yeah, I'm sure. sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, Jake. Couldn't hear you. Let's go to Chris Elliott. See what he has to say. Chris, how are Who you doing? Who cares? <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are no, you? No, no, Brad. I'm all right, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, brother. What's up? Um, for the first time in a long time, and I, I know it's a bit of a cheat because it was a takeover, but I enjoyed NXT a lot more than AEW. Well, yeah, um, takeover. It was, it was, it was a route. If you're gonna go with it, but um, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Jericho promo, um, and that was about it. And I know I said it in the in the chat. Um, are the books becoming AEW's big show? Flipping flip, every, flopping around. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Turning heel. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I think we're. Um, I lost track of what I was going to say. Then <laughs> <laughs> the bucks turns. Yes, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I, I don't understand why, why now, why turn them back heel. When it's only a few months ago that they turned them face, and even then they were tweeners at best, and it's just—I don't know. I, I, I think that the booking should be better. I'm frustrated by by that. 
What about um, last night, Chris? If you didn't, if you, I, I'm on your side, man. I did not really like this dynamite. I did think maybe the, the Jericho promo was the best part. Jericho, uh, I, I'll say it. He's probably one of my favorites of all time, and he still can cut a promo. He just, he just flipped randomly as a babyface, and he still can deliver that promo. You're right. That was probably the highlight. But uh, what was your highlight from 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 Takeover last night? Um, was it, was um, it Walter? Yeah, that was. I, I I had gone into it thinking that. It was going to be the Dunn Kushida match, which was really good um, and was quite fast flowing, I thought, for a technical match. But that that match between Walter and um, and Champa was just amazing, so yeah. hard hitting, and, and Walter's selling of his hand specifically was it was it was you don't see that kind of thing that much in WWE. Just where it's not selling a full body part, it's just an extremity where it's and using that as a, in a way that so they can't do certain moves. Which you look at a lot of the the, the selling in in boat well in wrestling today, it, the, you know, they'll work on a leg and work on a leg, and two minutes later they're doing a handspring back elbow. Or elbow. <laughs> it's it, it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, that was just brilliant. brilliant. You don't see the selling like that. Oh, I think we have got an echo now. Um, <laughs> you don't see the selling like that, but and it was it was a, a great great match, and I'm I'm super excited to see uh, tonight one as well. And I know we'll, we'll be taking calls tonight after Takeover Night Two, so maybe we'll hear hear from Chris later tonight if you're staying up late for Takeover Part oh, I was, Two. I was going to say, my, 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 I'm staying up to watch it, but it might be a bit late for me taking calls. <laughs> yeah, that, no that's worries, completely Chris. fair enough, Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris ducking out, just like always. Hey, Chris. I'm not the one who was uh, delaying and delaying this up next mania. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, WWE booked Thursday night. This is where we would have done it. Yes, <laughs> it would have been tonight. Chris, but you have a whole extra week to train up, Chris, for your main event at Up Next Mania. Uh, thank you for calling. We'll chat to you very soon. Seven days. And let's... <laughs> Let's finish the show by heading over to New Jersey. Newark? Uh, I don't think it's Newark, <laughs> but uh, Brandon, how are you? Hear me? Oh. Oh, uh, a little loud. Ha- talk again. Can you hear me? There yeah, we go. yeah, you're good. How you doing? I'm sorry, man. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> David told me to call him and I, I, I called this phone. <laughs> so, okay, this is what happened. I what? put out the, the message on Patreon saying, hey guys, as always, as we have the last month or so, yeah. taking calls at the end of BD Elite. We're going live at one. We'll take calls at the end of the show. Brandon messages me privately going, hey, you're, you're taking calls. Can I call in? So I go, yeah. What, what time are you taking calls? Same time as always, Brandon. At the end of the show, we start the show at one, so probably around like 2.20, 2.30. Oh, goes, text me when I can call in. I was like, well, I'll try, but I'll be doing a show, so I'll see if I can. So I text him and go, all right, call in. And he starts phoning my phone oh my God. three times during the show. It keeps ringing. I'm like, no, use the Zoom. He so did- do you even want to talk to us, Brandon? I, I mean, I didn't watch... Oh, I didn't watch. Uh, I mean, my work week is in shambles because I've had a 
I've had a terrible day, but oh, it's kind of right. shitty. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I didn't watch either show because I mean, it's a long, it's been a long week and whatnot okay. with work and whatnot. And uh, I watch it. I usually watch it on Saturday morning before I go get my groceries. Uh, okay. But uh, so yeah. <laughs> you Great in- insight there into. You want to hear? Would you rather hear about my day? <laughs> sure. Why not? Let's do it. All right, so I have to report to work at, at, you know, I get to work at four and then you load a couple trucks and then I'm out of there by eight o'clock and whatnot. I had to use the bathroom at work. Mm. So I, I did my business and I, I, I flushed the toilet and the water kept rising in the toilet. And I was wondering, am I going to drown in the bathroom? Because the water keeps rising from the toilet and, and, and whatnot. So I don't know what to do. So. I run out of the bathroom in a panic <laughs> and there's a kitchen adjacent to the bathroom and all of a sudden it starts flooding in there too. Poop water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm crestfallen because now I, I apparently I wrecked the bathroom at work and, and I ruined the kitchen. So uh, I leave and then I get a phone call while at work. Say, well, tell, there, somebody is asking what happened in the bathroom, <laughs> and I sort of had to say, "Yeah, it was me," and uh, and they were like, "Oh, everything's fine." I was like, "Oh man, what a shitty day, huh?" Oh, oh I see the pun there. <laughs> wow, is this a true story? Uh, I believe absolutely, Brandon. Yeah, totally facts. Facts. I believe Brandon. Everything so says. you're joining us with the watch along this weekend. Uh, are you actually? Oh be- man, you segwayed for my story. What happened? <laughs> are you going to be actually watching the show or just providing us? Oh, with yeah, wait, 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 wait. Was was the story not that funny? It was great. It was. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I I've got enough flooding, poop water stories of my own to. Uh, I, I relate. I relate, Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Doesn't Davey look bronze today? He looks. He looks. <laughs> we got sun here now. Yeah. yeah, we get a lot of sun now. I, I was, I was what, actually that, sun that, today. What's that actor's name that always bronze himself? Richard, uh, Richard Chamberlain. Uh, you, you think I'm wearing Tanner like Matt Jackson tonight? Yeah. No, nothing <laughs> like that. Tanner. Oh, that was. That. Or Excalibur. hair dye or whatever. Excalibur's was like, oh, he's got ripping. a tear in his eye, but it was it's like, no, no it it's, it's, uh, yeah. what's his name? Rudy Giuliani style, just uh, leaking down his face. Uh, you're saying I look like I've been on the tan beds? Yeah, have you? No. No. <laughs> just been have you? talking <laughs> wrestling in a basement for the last year. <laughs> All right, well, what was your question again? I'm sorry. Uh, Are you excited for our the... watch along? We've gone off the rails. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, we're gonna. Am I excited? You... Who, who are you pairing me with? <laughs> well, it's don't me. even know yet. I, I'm trying to get through this show at the moment. We're trying to get through this one, but we'll be joined. The the question is, Brandon, are you joining us for night one, or night two, or both? Uh, that's up to you guys, man. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how you if do. You want other, if you want other night. chaos, I mean, then you have me for two nights. But if you you don't want anything i won't show up that's up to you guys well, no I, I do enjoy your company and i am pretty excited to watch wrestlemania with you so. I, I think you're more of a draw than you are a turnoff I, I know you're certainly a turnoff to some but i i think your drawing power out outweighs the turnoff power 
There's a couple people in the post universe that don't like me. Yeah, all I know. Twitch chat that don't like you. There's a couple of people in the Twitch, uh, yeah, that you don't like as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a falsehood. I, I like I like certain people that were. were... <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well let's keep it on topic quickly. Bear country. Thumbs up or thumbs down? What that botch? Cool. Thank you, Brandon. Nice to see you, Brandon. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh wow. boy. Wow. What a day. Yeah. What a WrestleMania. What a WrestleMania. Hey, that was AEW Dynamite. That was BD Elite. Again, you want to listen to Best Match Ever WrestleMania Show Stealers. Five bucks a month for North American tier gets you access to that show. All the other shows we have in the back catalog, all the up yours, everything we've done, Spider-Verse, WWF Stampede, all the stuff we did in the past month, including all the stuff coming up this month, includes an invite to the Zoom tailgate, WrestleMania night one, around 3 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be doing a Zoom hang Zoom hangout mm. with all of you guys celebrating our third birthday here at the BDE. Well, up next. So we can't wait. So only five yeah. bucks. North American tier. Sign up, guys. And uh, you get access to all these podcasts. And you can choose whenever. You can go back and listen to all the crazy shows we've done, including What's Next, including uh, the AEW stuff, all that stuff. But... Go check us out, patreon.com slash up next. And uh, we are proudly supported by our patrons, and we love our patrons. We do. We love them very much. Yeah. Thank you guys in the Twitch chat as well. Thursdays was fun. Maybe we'll do do some some midday shows again one day. But for now, you will hear BD Elite live Wednesday nights. We'll be recording after AEW goes off the air, probably around 10, 15, 10, 10 Wednesday nights. Join us as we record this show, BD Elite, twitch.tv slash up next podcast. We'll even maybe take calls. They didn't go too well today, but damn it, we'll still take the calls. <laughs> uh, so thanks, guys. We appreciate you for listening and supporting. And uh, we can't wait to watch AEW live. Yes. With you guys. Going to be good. That'll be pretty exciting. Uh, at up next podcast, Twitter, Instagram. And by the time you're listening to this, it could be too late because we're doing another watch along for takeover stand and deliver night two. the podcast to come out soon after that. When we finish that recording as well, watch alongs for mania and a post show after mania night two. So thank you guys. Uh, we appreciate you. We do. Yeah. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And I'm going to go get naked so I can count to 21. Ahoy! Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.